do nothing for like two hours. Did you did you figure out what movie you're giving me for this yeah. week? Okay. Um. Yes, I did, and I also yesterday Saturdays are usually our do nothing days, mm-hmm. and I had like two weeks of schoolwork to catch up on. Plus, I had to do some grading. I still have to do some grading. I still have to do some schoolwork. But I just want, when we're done here, I just want to go downstairs and lay on the couch for like two hours, two hours, and do nothing. I feel And think about nothing and just zone out on nothing. Those sound like perfect days. Well, the stupid sun is out, and so it makes me feel like I have to go outside. (laughs) See, that's why I just buy blackout curtains like I have. Everything's always closed, but I don't have curtains in the office. So I'm looking at a gorgeous day outside and it's making me angry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that I'm already recording. So that's all part of the episode. Uh, Hey, before we get into our movies, uh, you know what I did finally? I finished Justified. Yay! (laughs) I'm so happy for you. Did you love it? I did. Um, and did you like you the last were, line? You were wrong because Boyd Crowder does not have the last line. Waylon he doesn't because that. Raylan goes to Raylan, see. Raylan has the last line. Should have. I been mean, it's Boyd. in response to Boyd's line. Yeah. But so Boyd technically has the real last line, but Raylan responds. So Raylan is actually the one that has the last. What does line. he say? It's something about like we were down in the mines together. No, no, no. We were, we were in the said, coal because we do- dug coal together. That's it. But yeah. What does What's Raylan say back? That's what I'm asking. I, I think he says like, "Yes, sir, we did." Oh, okay. And then that's like that's it. But that was a iconic last line for Boyd. Boyd Crowder, there's going to be an episode of Wilhelm where I'm going to do top five favorite TV villains. Boyd Crowder is on that list. Yeah. Easily. 100%. 100%. He's one of my favorite all-time TV characters. You can't help but root for the guy to win every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's He's... God, he's so good. Yeah. I wish Walton Goggins did more. Me too. You know he's in the Maze Runner series? Yes. Which I still need to watch the second and third ones. Yeah. um, After you gave me the first one here on Swap. Um, But I also want to watch The Unicorn. Me too. Which it's available now. It's available to us now. So I I, I do I do plan to watch. And I also want to my mom told me she 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 started watching Righteous Gemstones purely for Walton Goggins and actually really likes the show. He's in it? Oh yeah. Oh well then I really need to watch it. Yeah, he's in Righteous Gemstones. So I that's one I need to watch as well. We'll we'll see. Um but yeah, welcome to another episode of Movie Swap. And Movie Swap. where Kristen and I give each other homework and talk about the Yell movies. Yell at each other to. after. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so this episode, our homework was I gave you Ambulance, mm-hmm. which was a 2021, I think, movie uh, by Michael Bay. Mm, and, and you gave me uh the hunger games ballad of songbird and snakes which was from 2023 
Um, and now <laughs> I, I was just reminded because uh, we just got done re- recording Revisited and we were mentioned in Parks and Rec and that too. But <laughs> there's a line actually ties into H- Hunger Games because of Jason Schwartzman. Um, Jason Schwartzman's character in Parks and Rec is a guy that owns oh, okay. a video store. And at one point, Leslie tells him, like, you know, you got to bring in more mainstream movies, like maybe bring in some Pixar and I Finding hate to Nemo. Say this, Finding Nemo. And I hate to say this, but maybe even a little Michael Bay. And Schwartzman's like, no, 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 no. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Hunger Games, Battle of Songbird and Snakes, and Ambulance from Michael Bay. Who? Let's start with who, Ambulance. Okay. Let's let's start with Ambulance. I'm very curious of your thoughts on this one. I liked this movie. Yeah, it was I'm fun. I like heist movies. I get, you know, um, the actor who plays um, the Marine, the... I can't, I can never pronounce his name properly. No, me neither. I'm trying to, what was his name in the movie though? Because Jake Gyllenhaal was Danny. It wasn't it? It's it's Jack, isn't it? Hang on, I'm on the IMDb page. It's Will, 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 Will Sharp, yeah. and Danny yeah. Sharp. That's what it is. Um, I really, really love this actor. Love this actor. Uh, it looks like it's Yahya Abdul Mateen the second. Yes, yeah. So he, I guess, has been in a whole bunch of stuff. He's been in some Jordan Peele movies. Um, which I haven't really watched. He is remarkable in this movie. He is such a talent. Um, you know, there's he's very also, few- He's also the villain in the second. He's in the first Aquaman movie, but he's I think he's the main villain in the second one. Okay, I haven't seen that one. His nonverbal acting is phenomenal. Like he doesn't say a lot in this in this movie, but he is a central figure in this movie. And it's a lot of it is just the way that he reacts to the other actors around him. And Mm. you really care about him. Like at the end, when he gets shot, you're just like, no. Well, I, so I, I, one of the reasons why I gave you this movie is because I actually do really enjoy this movie. I'm, I, I was a big fan of early Michael Bay stuff. And then some of the later stuff, I was kind of like, no, this is just more of the same. And then I felt like this was like a kind of like a nice refresh to Michael Bay again. Like this made me a fan of Michael Bay movies again. And Do you know how this movie got made? No. So it was filmed during the pandemic and Michael Bay basically was so tired of sitting inside. He needed to make a movie. He just needed to make a quick movie. And since everybody was indoors during this time, it took 38 days to film this movie. And he, and um, the guy that plays Will Sharp, uh, Yaya, he, he even said, he goes, this was the craziest experience I ever had making a movie. Like it was lightning fast. The the Michael Bay movies are crazy to begin with. Like the, the movie process he does is crazy to begin with. So, compacting it into that short amount of time during a pandemic, I can only imagine. Yeah, just insanity. I will also tell you, too, that this movie has one of my favorite character actors, and that's Garrett Dillahunt. Oh, yeah. Um, And And he's wonderful, too. And this movie is the reason he left Fear the Walking Dead. He left Fear the Walking Dead to do this movie. Well, he was tired of Fear the Walking Dead to begin with. He didn't like... We all were. There was a lot of things about the show he wasn't crazy about, but he, when he left fear, this is the first thing he did. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I was, and again, like, there's going to be spoilers because we're, we're obviously we're discussing these movies. I was so disappointed when his character was killed. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it when it happened. Yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, they just killed him. They just killed yeah. him. I, I was so disappointed. Um, but the, one of the things that initially drew me to this was one, it was Michael Bay. Two, it was a high, fast, it was a high action, like fast paced movie during a pandemic, which was something I, I thought we really needed. And I do enjoy Jake Gyllenhaal, and I really love his character of Danny in this movie. But I have such a crush on Isa Gonzalez, who plays Cam. Mm -hmm. I think she is fucking, pardon my French, and pardon me for being like kind of like a typical male. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. And I, I have such a crush on her that she's really what drew me into this movie. And her character is fantastic. Her character is really good. And I like to see that she does have an arc and she does evolve at the end. And she mm -hmm. goes back to check on the little girl from um, from the beginning of the movie. Um, I had a real problem with Jake Gyllenhaal as the bad guy, to be okay. quite honest. I spent the entire movie wishing it was Bradley Cooper. Ooh. That could have been fun. I think that he would have been a better cast just because, and I didn't like Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio either. I don't like him as a bad guy. I don't think he works as a bad guy. And that's just my opinion. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, but he's phenomenal. He's wonderful. And he acts his ass off in this movie. And I think that he's really good in this movie. But for me, he just doesn't work, especially as an irredeemable unredeemable bad guy like he he's an well, asshole to the end yeah including to his own brother sometimes i mean yeah he's an asshole as he's dying he's an asshole he's, he's such a complicated character in this too what, like one of the things like i found so intriguing about this movie and one of the reasons why i gave it to you is because this is a movie where these two people are obviously the bad guys they're very clearly the villains of this story but you find yourself rooting for them no no sometimes i never thought of will as the bad guy he was roped into this situation but he still is the one the that cats have something out. to say about this too yeah but he still is the one that shoots the cop. So he is technically the bad guy. He is. That was an accident. He shot was that it? cop. That was an accident. Yeah. Because they, they, there was a fight over the gun. Oh, that's, and he okay, that's up true. And he, and, and the gun went off in his hand. Okay. That's true. That, so okay. That, did, that is true. And he wanted to stay with the cop and Danny made him leave. I mean, He's still a bad guy in the sense that he's he knows he's committing a crime and he's part of a crime being committed. Right. And he but I think that his thing was, is that he, and, and, and it's the same thing. It seems to be his story. He can't abandon his brother. Well, even in the end, when he shoots Danny, he still cries over his death. Yeah. He kills his brother. Yeah. Crazy. He kills his brother to save the EMT. Yes, he does. I, I got to tell you, though, this movie is so fast-paced, and it's so it's so intent on being like a high-speed chase movie. It, it gave me heat vibes, 
It gave me speed vibes. I felt like it. Michael Bay said, what if you took heat and speed and mashed them together? What would that look like? And put it <laughs> in an ambulance, you know, that I don't, I didn't feel like there was enough like exposition or character development to really care about these characters at the end. I thought that we spent so much time with the bank robbery and the high speed chase and, um, and everything else that when we got to the end, the ending, it should have been like 10 minutes longer. They, it, there should have been a natural, um, like falling action into resolution and it just didn't happen. It was just like the high speed chase was over. And then all of a sudden it was, it, they were like, you know, saying, I'm sorry. And I love you in the hospital. And that was it. Like it, I do get what you're saying, but this is Michael Bay style. Like if you look at other Michael Bay movies, like take Armageddon for an instance. Armageddon, there was so much character development. What are you talking about? Well, it it was, there was a lot of character, but I'm talking about the way he wraps his stories in that there's not like a 10 minute long thing to wrap up the story. There's it's action up until the last minute or two. And then there's a little bit of exposition at the end to kind of wrap up the story. Like at the end of Armageddon, it's they got back. It's say it's Willie Sharp saying that like your father was the greatest man I ever met. And then there's the guy meeting his kid. That man's your daddy. And then you see the wedding of you know Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck while the credits are rolling on the movie it's you know like that's the way Michael Bay does his But I understand that but if if you're going to bring up Armageddon as as an example Armageddon ebbs and flows in its action Oh we I don't disagree the, with you We have the quiet moments we have the build up moments this movie didn't have that and I love a good heist movie, okay? I thought it was all really great. But if you wanted me to care about these characters enough to care about who was dying at the end, I needed a little bit more on the front end. You mean you didn't get connected to these characters when Danny and Will, Danny and Will were sharing earbuds and singing Sailing by Christopher Cross? No. Okay. <laughs> no, not at all. I thought that it came out of nowhere. And yeah. That I mean, was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't being serious. I mean, I'd love to see if there's like, is there, are there deleted scenes that we missed? Like, I, maybe it was just because it was, you know, a pandemic movie and they had to like kind of do what they had to do. Listen, the movie was fun. I enjoyed it. I would watch it again, 100%. But I mean, if we're just going to like talk about it, talk about it. Yeah, it wrapped up too quickly for me and there wasn't enough character development on the front end for me to care at the end. And I, I get that. And I, I, and this was from 2022. I was mistaken, not 2021. Um, and I, 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 I do get what you're saying, but I think, I think you might've hit the nail on the head. I do think because this was a pandemic movie yep. that I think that really did affect the storytelling in that Michael Bay, like you said, just kind of wanted to get out there and make a movie. Yeah. So he probably didn't put as much concentration into the character development as he usually does. Um, I mean, hell, even the Transformers movies have character development. Right. Oh you know? my gosh. And the bank his the the bank robber people, like all of them were just I was so glad when they died. Like he got shot. I was like, good, he's gone. Okay, good. He's dead. Good. Okay. Good. You're dead. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I mean, they yeah, they they take it down to the simplest factor in that it's just Jake, it's just Danny and Will. 
Yeah, they know. said that it was so tight in the ambulance, uh, in the trivia, it was so tight in the ambulance when they were filming that Jake Gyllenhaal was actually holding the camera for a few shots. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I would I not hope be he got a credit. <laughs> Cameraman, um, credit. I do like the fact that Michael Bay, Michael Bay tends to do this a lot, but he tends to reference his own movies in his movies because <laughs> uh, he does it in the beginning. There's the whole, you know, winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Oh, The Rock. From The Rock, which mm-hmm. that's to me, that is prime time Michael Bay time. That like Even the that Rock, has a lot of character development. <clears throat> I love that movie. That is still one of my favorite action movies of all time. Yeah, we we uh we totally ignored the fact that it was rated R and we watched it with the kids anyways. <laughs> we just fast forwarded through one scene. Uh <clears throat> the sex scene between yes. Nicolas Cage and, and Vanessa whatever Marcel. uh Vanessa Marcel. Yeah. Yeah. We what were like, you don't really need tour that. is this? Yeah. <clears throat> it was I awesome. love it. I have to I haven't watched that in a while. Yeah, that, I love that, that movie deserves a rewatch. That movie deserves all the rewatches. That's so good. Yeah, I Why do like that one. Why the hell in Zeus's butthole? <laughs> Zeus's butthole. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, like, it's <laughs> that and, man, Nicholas Cage is in the middle of a resurgence again in his career. And, but even then, like, it was, I think in this, in a time span of one year, it was The Rock, Con Air, and Face Off. And they're all classics. And they're all great. I love all, all those movies. Great. And then there was National Treasure, which I yeah. am a huge fan of. Well, I think that was a couple years later. Yeah, right, right, but, right. But right. still, like mm-hmm. those three, Con Air, Face Off, and The Rock, like within a year of each other is just. Yep. And wasn't on. he nominated for an Academy Award for adaptation? Yeah, I think he was. Yep. He, he's, he's got range. Jake Pratt was right. Uh, you know, I've range. I've said this before. Like I said, you know, when it comes to my top five episodes for Wilhelm for this, you know, I said Robin Williams was was a tough one. And that was true. That was a tough one. Top five Nicolas Cage movies is also going to be a tough one. Although I I, I have a couple in the back of my head that are already going to be in that list. So, yeah, he's done unbearable a lot of weight really of massive talent. Movie. That movie was great. <laughs> That's a, that movie was great. Pedro so Pascal is great in that yep. movie. <laughs> Hell, even when we did, um, you know, our, our favorites of 2023, I mentioned Dream Scenario, which is mm-hmm. a recent one and is a great movie. Yeah. So good. Good job, but, Michael. Good good job, Nicolas Cage, yeah. after talking about Ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael Bay, you know, ambulance, Michael Bay, Nicolas Cage. It it worked. But yeah, I gave you this one because I wanted to give you something a little bit more like action packed and fast paced because I know you like action movies as much as I do. And I love um, heist movies. And my next movie that I'm giving you is about is the same. It's Yay! another heist, it's another fast paced action heist film. So, I'm that I'm makes excited me to, I'm excited to give you my next one. Um, so should we shift gears then? Yeah, I mean, let's talk about ballads. Oh God, I knew you were going to get, be so excited. To Did you like it? This. Did you like it? It was all right. No, it no, was I'm just kidding. Wonderful. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I really enjoyed it. Yay! I, I really enjoyed it. It's what was so interesting to me too. I didn't look into this movie at all. I didn't want to know. I knew I was going to have to watch it eventually. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of the original Hunger Game movies. I'm a fan of the books. I didn't read the book of this one. I knew this one was a prequel, but I didn't know anything 
other than that. I didn't know. You didn't know it was about snow? No, I had no idea it was about snow. So when I felt, when I found out it was snow, I was like, oh, okay, this is a, 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 an origin story of Mm -hmm. president snow from the hunger Games." So I know he's not going to die. So that kind of took a little bit away from watching. Um, but I did enjoy it because I love the fact that this is a and not enough. Okay, let me. I was going to say not enough movies do this, but let me say not enough movies do this well. Oh, okay. Because Sony's been trying to do villain origin stories with Venom and Craven and Morbius, and they all suck. Um, not enough movies do villain origin stories well. This movie does it right. This movie tells his story because there are. Were you parts so uncomfortable like, rooting for him? Yes. Yeah. Like, I was just gonna say, like in the early stages, like you feel compassion for him. You, you, you know, he's he's rooting on um, L- Lily. Is that her name? The main, ca- the the girl. No, 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 no. That was um. Oh my gosh, Kristen, great, uh, Lucy Gray, Lucy, not Lily. You know, he's he's doing his best. He's cheating to save Lucy's life. They develop a romance together. You know, afterwards, like he goes to he goes to District 12 to be with yeah. her, like gives all of his money away just so he can go to District 12 to be with her. And then you're like when they finally see each gives other, his like, mom's scarf. <laughs> yeah. Like and when you like you, you know, when when he takes the like, it's so funny because as I was watching it, like. And I just want to, I, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but can I just say Viola Davis is fucking outstanding in this Where movie. is her nomination? Where is her nomination is what so, I want to know. I thought it, she was it, brilliant in this it movie. It took me like a good like half hour. I was like, oh, is that Viola Davis? Because like the makeup is so well done on her. Like she's, she's so, she's so phenomenal in this movie. So she, she's so good. And like, there's that whole thing with the snakes, how like they're comforted by like the sense that they know. So I'm as an avid movie viewer, I'm like, oh, well, that's going to come back later. Yeah, yeah. It has to. So when you see the whole like the snakes and she's talking about like going in there and then it shows the flashback of like him wiping the tears with the hanky. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's that's here it is. This is how it's coming back into play. And then he puts the hanky with his initials monogrammed on the handkerchief. Well, because I think he was he was more concerned with saving her than he yeah. was with this how this is going to affect him. Yeah. Um like it, he his priorities were in order at that mm. point. So like it was such an interesting watch to see him go from like this character that you're rooting for and you're compassionate for and you want to see this romance bud into this person that you just you can't stand. By the, the end woods. of this movie. It's the woods. But, the scene in the woods. But it also gives you a great insight into President Snow in The Hunger Games. And like his dislike for District 12. His dislike for District 12. Why he communicates with Katniss through roses, through white roses. Like, now we, we get a lead into that. Um, he, I feel like he has a disdain for Katniss alone, purely because of his connection to Lucy and, you know, the, the Katniss vegetables that, that she was like, that's what she called them. Yeah. This just gave me it made me want to go back and rewatch the Hunger Games. Yeah. 
the the initial first the four movies again. Yeah. And I okay. also love the fact that it kind of bookends like we see we're we're getting clear glimpses of one of when the Hunger Games became what we know the Hunger Games to be. Right. Like it becomes a world They were dying not, out. Yeah. It becomes like this is the introduction of putting them in front of the media and letting the media get to know them and the donation system. You Tell know, me that, bringing just them in. that Jason Schwartzman was not the perfect casting for Lucky Flickerman. He, I, like, I, he is the early incarnate. It's so interesting to see that that is what becomes of like Stanley Tucci's. I know they're not, they're different characters. Right, right, but right. His. I bet you he's the baby. <laughs> meeting him was. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. Like they have that two adults in a high chair. That could be his father. That's Caesar. Did, didn't even think about that. Never even crossed my mind. But seeing like this interesting, weird, flamboyance kind of character in what Stanley Tucci does mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, and then also like the mentoring system, like seeing like this is how the mentors were and this is what they become. Like it I, I really want to rewatch the original Hunger Games now. When, to catch. when when Snow goes into the truck with all of the with all of the tributes, I was like, he's gonna get the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> <laughs> and it but, almost happens. Yeah. <clears throat> how about Reaper? What did you think about the tributes? Because personally, um, like I loved Reaper. Reaper is the one that gets strung up. And no, when the games Reaper, start, right? Reaper is the one that when Dill dies, his brain breaks. And so he takes the flag off and he covers yes, all okay. of the dead ones. Oh, yeah. So like so his death, like when he just accepts all the snakes, the snakes. like doesn't move and just falls over. Yeah. Like that was a hard, that was a rough scene. Because yeah. the here's all these survivors, including the little girl and Reaper. Oh, <laughs> who are just taken out, you know, have sur- have survived for this long and are just taken out by the snakes, you know, and it's just. I mean, Coral, I'm glad she left because she was yeah, the worst. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, But yeah, but like seeing, like seeing all that, like it was rough for Lucy to realize that, you know, the poison she put in the water went to the wrong person. So yeah. now. Like she knew she was going to be a killer, but now she killed the wrong person. So she killed an innocent person. Like it's. Well, they're all innocent. Really? They're all children. They're all innocent. And they're put into an impossible situation. Even Coral. Well, yeah, but Coral became horrible. Well, she had a mentor that was also horrible. This is. Yeah, this is true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. so it's it's funny. Like the, I was waiting. Like I knew. So isn't there, there's no real reference to Lucy in the Hunger Games. I think there's like a quick reference by Hamish in that he mentions there was another winner from District 12. Because I think that's where he's from, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the only winner of District 12 that was alive. Yeah, because I think he makes mention like in quick reference of another person. I don't remember that. I'd have to go back. Um, I th- I think that's what I I think that's what I read because I did well, read so, a couple things. Well, so you know, Katniss was a really good singer, right? Mm-hmm. That she got from her dad, 
Her dad is the one that told her about the lake and the cabin. And the Covey and Lucy Gray are the only ones that knew about the lake and the cabin during that time. Not to mention that they called it Katniss, the plant Katniss. And Lucy was such a good singer that I was under the impression that Lucy Gray was probably Katniss's grandmother or great-grandmother. When I talked to uh, Brandy last week, she had some really good insight about the fact that she thinks that Katniss's family was other members of the Covey, the person that brought up the Katniss bulbs. Uh Oh, okay, In so the, the two scene. so the two people that brought the Katniss bulbs to Lucy, correct? They could have been Katniss's she, right family. Yeah, so and that makes sense too that it would be a member of the Covey. I just like the linear, you know, suggestion that it's Lucy, just especially since Lucy looked like she was from the seam. You know, if you look at the uh, description of what Katniss actually looks like in the books, it's the dark hair with the dark eyes. Um, and the olive complexion, you know, those are those are known as the seam people, the people that mm. are from the inner part of District 12. So I did like it that they had Lucy Gray. She had that seam look to her. Um, but what blew my mind was when Brandy was talking to me about what Coriolanus put in the lake. Guns. So there's a theory out there, and I haven't gone back to rewatch yet, that because Coriolanus so delicately placed the package in the lake, that there is a huge theory out there that it's Lucy. It's not big enough to be Lucy. And you see the gun sticking out. What if he weighed her down? It's not big enough to be Lucy. So there's a theory out there that he killed her and went crazy. I I don't... I don't deny the theory because you never find out what happens to Lucy. Um, whatever he's putting in the water is not Lucy. It's guns. See, and that's what I thought. I haven't rewatched it yet. So I, I don't, and you've watched it more recently than I have. I will say that one of my biggest thoughts of the whole story is that Lucy played snow. She played him in the arena and she played him out of the arena. And maybe they had real feelings for each other there in the middle. But I think that once um, once Sejanus died, I think that was that was it. Like it was okay. now time for Lucy to find her exit plan. And so she. she so she was playing snow the whole time. I, I think so. OK. Because it is it does seem to be a little bit of a. Like, it doesn't seem like there's a slow transition into how this all wraps up in that, mm -hmm. you know, L Lucy walks off, Coriolanus kind of goes crazy. It seems to happen almost instantaneously. So I love that transformation of Snow in the, in the forest because he is literally going insane, right? And mm -hmm. I think he's gone insane from not only Lucy, but from Everything that has happened to him thus far. I mean, he had a traumatic games experience. Then he was, then he was shipped off to um, 
the districts to be a peacekeeper. Then he was, you know, then he was stuck with Sejanus and all of Sejanus's shit that that he had to put on his own back. And then he was, um, and then he had all the crap that was happening with Tigris and Grandmam back in the capital that he couldn't control because he was out in District 12. Then everybody starts dying. Then Sejanus dies because of Snow. And I think Snow started to unravel right there in that moment when he was going through Sejanus's things after watching Sejanus die. Okay. All right. I can, yeah, I can see that. Because he, well, I mean, he did go through some of that stuff. Didn't he go through that stuff twice? Like he went through that stuff right after Sejanus died the first time. And then it's not until he comes back after the whole incident with Lucy that he really dives into that stuff. Because when he's taking it out and he's he's taking it with him. Right. Because he wants to take some stuff to Sejanus's parents. But he also gets his revenge on uh, Dean Highbottom in the end, yeah. too. Played brilliantly by Peter Dinklage. By Peter yep. Dinklage. I love that Peter Dinklage is just a freaking national. He's so good. And you know, what's so funny is that everything that, that Dean Highbottom tried to do to snow could have been prevented. Everything could have been prevented if he had just taken snow under his wing and taught him how to be humane and taught him that the that the games were bad and taught him how to be a human. But instead, he took out all of his anger from his friend out on this poor kid who turned into the monster that we know as President Snow. Yeah, which you're right, because he says in that whole speech at the end, right before Coriolanus like poisons him and takes yeah. him out, like he says, like he was the one that thought the games were a bad idea, but it was yeah. Coriolanus's father that was the one that was that kind of took the idea and ran with it and took it was credit. was a drunken idea. Everything. Yeah. And took credit for everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, he could have, everything could have gone so differently. It's so frustrating to watch too. It's like Romeo and Juliet, you know, like you're just the whole time you're like, oh, it's, it's going to be a different ending this time. Yeah. It's never a different ending. <laughs> or watching Titanic, hoping the boat doesn't sink. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're just like, you just watch it going, it's going to be different this time. Yeah. It's not. Leo is still not going to get on the door big enough for him. He's still going <laughs> to sink down. Like, yeah. we, I got it. I got it. <laughs> She's still going to take a jewel that's priceless and throw it back into the water. Like, it's, you know. Can you see, though, how it could have easily been two movies? This this movie? Yeah. Well, that was the thing. So when I was watching it, when I first started watching it, and it starts off with chapter one or part one. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is this going to be like two or three movies? And then they, they get through all three parts in over the course right. of the movie. Because it is almost two hours and 40 minutes long. Yeah. And it's so still, it's, to me, not long enough. It's Well, and that's the thing. Like, when I, when I saw the running time, I was like... First off, I was like, crap, I should have started this earlier. Because um, I didn't start it until like 11 o'clock at night last night. Whoops. And Yeah. But even then, when I got to the end of it, I was like, all right, that didn't feel like two hours and 40 minutes. The music is awesome. Even the stuff for Rachel Ziegler is, I, I kind of Rachel understand Ziegler. what you're, I kind of understand where you're coming from now with being upset that some of the stuff didn't get nominated. In the Oscars, okay. like it, it got snubbed because some of the music is really good, really good. And then I wasn't when the snakes familiar. are overtaking her and she's singing the whole time. That part, that part was awesome. Yeah, and then it shows, part. and then it shows the camera view, mm-hmm. 
and it like it's her with just covered with the snakes like her staring yeah. at the camera. I was like, the only thing that would have made that scene more badass is if she stood up. Yes. And was just covered with the snakes. Like yeah. that part that would have made it that would have just taken it to another level of badass, but it was already badass as it was. So good. So so a question that I have, because it I missed it if this is the case. Um, what's the reporter's name again? Jason Schwartzman's character? Lucky Flickerman. Lucky Flickerman. Did he predict Lucy to win? No, of course okay. he didn't. He just, you know, oh, me too. I thought that too. Because he tears like, it up and then it looks like there's birds flying out of it. Because she's a songbird. Yeah. So that's yeah. what made me think like he did predict it. So I don't, I don't know. My guess is that he had, uh, my guess is that everybody had their money on Reaper. Probably. I, I would have put my money on Reaper. Yeah. Not the tuberculosis chick. Ill dill. I, I don't remember the names. I've only seen it. I haven't no, seen no, no. it 50 times since you Jason have. Schwartzman, Lucky Flickerman, her name was Dill, but he kept calling her Ill Dill. <laughs> I was kind of like, this is just me and the way I, my brain goes with prequels. I was kind of hoping to get references to some other characters. Like I was hoping maybe we'd meet like a young Hamish or. Well, like, Hamish, we, this was the 10th Hunger Games and we see Katniss in the 74th Hunger Games. So Hamish would not have been alive. Oh, yeah, you're right. This he wasn't was born yet. This was the games right before, it's the year before. Do you remember Mags? Yes. In, so this was the year before Mags's games. Okay. Yeah, I know it was like 60 years before. Right. So Mags's games. 64. 64 years. Was um, the games that they had the like flesh-eating piranhas or something like that. And that's what Gaul is working on at the end when Corio comes oh, back. Oh, gotcha. That Okay, I like that tie-in. And then the bow that um, that Lucy does when she, at the reaping, it's that's Katniss's, Katniss's bow. bow. Yep. And she did that unscripted and improvised to connect the two characters. Um. Lucky Flickerman was, of course, Caesar Flickerman's tie-in. Um, there was um, Dean Highbottom. Highbottom. Oh, so, so wait, they are related? Yes. Oh. It's, his thought, name is Caesar Flickerman. I didn't know that was Caesar's last name. Yes. I, 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 I probably did know it, and I forgot it. Yeah. So you're right. That probably was the baby. Right. And then um, or at least the, Heavensby, the there was a, one of the students, one of the mentor students was a Heavensby. Um, there, I mean, there were, there were names everywhere. So there's a lot of tie-ins to a the Hunger Games. A bunch of tie-ins, tie a bunch of tie-ins. But again, I've seen the movie a lot Yeah, and I've seen, I've read the books a lot. I've seen the original movies a lot. Like I'm a Hunger Games dork. How, how close is the book to the movie? For only doing one movie from this huge book, the adaptation is phenomenal. Okay. Yeah, that's good to know because I might read. I might read the book. Now. Read the book. The book so. is so good, and it gives you, of course, extra information. But you'll see, at least to me, this was a, a really good adaptation. I wish that they would have made it into two movies, like the games for one movie, and then the District Twelve stuff at the end. Um, yeah, because the games ends. A little over halfway through the movie. It's two completely different stories. Yeah. 
it could have been two movies. Well, and you know, to end the movies with the games with like Lucy winning with the snakes all like the snakes all over her, like that that ending I would have put akin to. Is it no? It's not Mockingjay. It's um. What's the second Hunger Games movie? Catching Fire. Catching Fire. It would have been to the end of Catching Fire to me, that final scene with Katniss on the table, realizing that everybody is dead. Yeah. And like how she goes from like sad to pissed off off. right before it fades to black. Like I remember, I remember being in theaters watching Catching Fire with a bunch of friends and like watching that final scene and turning to a friend of mine and be like, Oh, she's pissed. Yeah, like, she was. <laughs> she was Jennifer Lawrence is incredible. Um, see, I and and I thought the same thing. Like at the very end, it would have been Dean Highbottom telling Corio that he's been banished to District Twelve, and you know, having the the medicine or the the powder powder compact and the washcloth out there, just like um, when Seneca Crane had the the nightlock berries at the end yeah. when they locked him in the room, you know? Like just all of that coming around and and is Lucy alive? Is she dead? What did High Bottom do? Like if you just end it right there, it would have been perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, because it does kind of it does kind of ruin a little bit of the mystery. To end it like wondering what happened to Lucy in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Because you know you still have another hour left. Yeah. You know she's not dead. Right. You have like, a whole it, other story to tell. Yeah. And Sejanus was so good. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen more Sejanus, you know? I know we're spending a lot more time on The Hunger Games than we did Sorry. on Ambulance. I, no, I fully expected it this, <laughs> this episode because I know your love for this movie. I love this movie so much. It's my favorite. It's my favorite of it's my favorite of all the movies. It's my favorite book of all the books. And I was so resistant to this book. I did not want a prequel on Snow. I felt like I I don't care. I don't need to know. I, I don't need to humanize him. He's a turd bucket. But holy <laughs> shit, do I love this movie. Yeah, it one it makes me like I said, I, I'm plan to not only does it make me want to, I plan to rewatch the other the other four Hunger Games movies because I want to pick up on a lot of those connections and I want to see if or how this changes my view of Snow in these in these other movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot um you know, my daughter Danny, she is getting really observant and I think it's because you know, she watches television with me all the time. I have podcast brain, but yeah. her observations and her analysis of just everything, you can have some great conversations with her and talking to her about ballads after, after we watched it a few times, we just had these amazing conversations about like, what do we think about Lucy? And, and when do we think that she was like, that she caught on to him? And just because there's so many different clues that maybe Lucy's not all she was saying that she was, especially when her ex-boyfriend and her seemed to be in cahoots with each other about whatever they were planning as a rebellion attack. And mm-hmm. Corio wasn't involved in that. And and the ex-boyfriend is trying to convince the mayor's uh, daughter, you know, no, 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 she's with us. Everything's okay. But at the same time, Corio was really confused and Lucy looked like she'd been caught. And that whole scene to me just felt 
Like it was a giant foreshadowing that Lucy was just not who she was saying that she was. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the, how long do you think it'll be before you and Danny are doing a, a podcast together? <laughs> oh, I don't know. That would be fun. I know that she she wanted to do one for Percy Jackson for sure. You should do one with her at some point. It would be fun if I had the time right now. Um, yeah, Rachel Ziegler was another one I wasn't too familiar with. Um, she was in West Side Story. She was Maria. I know, which, which I haven't seen yet. Me neither. I really want to see it. Um, but I also know she's in, I think, the second Shazam movie. Okay. Um, which I haven't seen that yet either. Um, actually, those are the only three movies she's done. She probably is more of a singer. She did. Yeah, she's done three movies. She did West Side. And they're big ones. She did West Side Story, Shazam Fury of the Gods, and The Hunger Games. For only having done three movies, and those are the three movies you've done? Yeah. That's freaking. And she's playing Snow White. Yeah, she is. Yeah. In an upcoming Snow White movie. Yeah, her career's about to explode. Yeah, it's pretty. It's already there. But I really wish that this movie would have gotten nominations for Viola Davis for the music and for the costuming. I I'm yeah. like really pissed off that it wasn't even considered because this movie was so well done and it was well done in really interesting ways. And it just got pushed to the side, especially musically. I don't think we needed two freaking Barbie songs to be nominated and not have ballads even come close. Can I just tell you, I was in the supermarket last night and the pink song from Barbie came on. Pink? Not pink, not the artist pink. Like the, oh, the oh, title oh, okay. of the song is about okay. the color pink. Um, I don't think it's one of the ones nominated, thank God. Um, but I heard it over the speaker in the supermarket and I'm like, I'm really bummed I know where this is from. No. <laughs> I don't know the words to it, so I'm not singing along, but I know exactly where this song is from. Yeah. Why is it playing in the supermarket? But no, I I really enjoyed Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I thought, I'm so glad. I thought Peter Dinklage was fantastic. I thought the storytelling was great. Um, again, Viola Davis. Viola Davis was fucking phenomenal. You know why, how they, uh, I don't know how much digging you did on this movie, but the reason why they even thought of Viola Davis to play Dr. Gall is because somebody on the internet put up this um, poster of the movie, The Help with Viola Davis in like a dark, um, like a darkish room, just staring out of a window. And they put like a fake horror title at the bottom instead of The Help to lit to because it looked like she was so menacing uh -huh. and the person that was casting this movie or the director or something like that. I forget who exactly it was said that that one fake movie poster made him think that's Dr. Gall. Oh, all right. That's, that's an interesting way to think of it, but it worked. It worked. Everything it, she does is phenomenal. Like everything. It doesn't matter what she does. I, I think she's got things. EGOT. I think she's EGOT. Um, let's see. She, Emmy, let's see. She's got an Oscar, obviously. Um, she might be, let's see. Oscar nominated performances in the help Oscar winning performance in fences, uh, won the Emmy award for outstanding performance, uh, for how to get away with murder. Um, I don't know. I don't see anything else. 
Let's see. List of list of EGOT. You just say Viola Davis EGOT. Uh, oh, she is a Viola. She yeah, she is Viola Davis. <laughs> she is an EGOT winner. Yeah, as I of this so. year, as of twenty twenty three. Yeah, I thought so. She won the Grammy for in this in twenty twenty three. That made her the EGOT winner. Holy shit! Yeah. There's a lot of interesting. Mel Brooks is an EGOT winner. Uh-oh. Oh, I, we're going love, down it. <laughs> I love that. I Did EGOT that. come from 30 Rock? No, because okay. I, I don't know. Because um, that's the first time I heard that term was. Yeah, I, th- I think that's Rock. just that's just the first time. Uh, no, the EGOT acronym was coined by actor Philip Michael Thomas in late 1984. Okay. Yeah, it's been it's been around for a while. I think. Uh, yeah, see, the acronym gained wider recognition following a 2009 episode of 30 Rock. <laughs> when he had that EGOT necklace on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, I can't, Whoopi Goldberg and my and Mel Brooks are both EGOT winners. I knew Whoopi was. Elton John is an EGOT winner now, too. That makes sense because of Rocket Man. He won an he won an Emmy in 2024. He won a Grammy. What did he win his in- Tony for? Uh, Tony. Oh, Lion King, probably. Probably the Lion King. Yep. Non-competitive EGOT winners. What does that mean? I don't know. Let's not go down this rabbit hole. Six (laughs) additional artists have received all four awards, though one was bestowed, oh, for an honorary. Um, yeah, okay. That's whatever it is. (laughs) Um, let's give each other homework. Yes. The next episode. Um, do you want me to give you mine first? Sure. Okay. So this is a movie that I have mentioned to you a number of times and it's been on the list for a while and I was going to wait a little bit, but after knowing your love for action and heist movies and I'm sticking with the Eliza Gonzalez theme because she is in this movie as well. um, I am giving you and I'm, I'm this is high praise. This is one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Oh, dear God. I hope I like it. Okay, what is it? <laughs> I know. I'm taking a real risk in giving you this one. I think you're going to love it. That's how I felt with um, Life from Baghdad. So I get it. <laughs> and I really like Life yeah, from Baghdad. Because well, it's, it's really good. <laughs> um, this is a 2017 movie. I'm giving you Baby Driver. Oh, yay. I've wanted to see that, too. So I'm excited. It's, it's rough because of the Kevin Spacey aspect of it. Yeah. But if you, if you know, just put aside everything that Spacey does, this is a, because I, I'm giving you this movie one, because like I said, it's Who in my it top Taron Egerton, isn't it? Aaron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Whatever. However you say his name. No, 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 not, no. It's uh, Ansel Elgort. That's is okay. The lead. Yeah. Got it. But it's Ansel Elgort, John Bernthal. Lisa Gonzalez, John Hamm. No, it, stop. You had me at okay. Bernthal. Yeah. It's, you had me at Bernthal. Just say that. Okay. <laughs> it is. It's in my top 10 favorite films of all time. And I'm doing it because I have it because I want you to see it. And two, I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. So this gives me another reason to rewatch it. Well, I got really excited because I had the flu uh, the week after we gave each other our last assignment. So I watched Ambulance and Ballads in the same day. i watched i did too actually i watched ambulance and ballad no i watched them two days apart i watched them a day apart i watched i was in bed dying so i was like let's watch movies (laughs) yeah i get it but yeah i watched um yeah i watched uh 
ambulance one day and then ballad the next. <clears throat> Perfect. Okay. So your assignment is um so the whole time I was watching Ambulance, I was thinking about all the Jake Gyllenhaal movies that I actually love. Okay. Um, and my favorite Jake Gyllenhaal movie is Zodiac. Which I haven't seen. Which is crazy to me because it's so good. <laughs> so I am giving you Zodiac. Um, I remember it took me a couple tries to watch this movie, not because I didn't like it, but because like I always had to go somewhere. You know, it just became one of those movies where I was like, I would start it and I'm like, for fuck's sake, I can't even end. I can't even watch this movie. <laughs> and then I finally sat down and I watched the whole thing and it's awesome. All right. So, yeah, it's so I hope that you like it. I really, really, really like this movie a lot. Um, so I hope that you also like it. And I I know you and I kind of do. Oh, it's by David Fincher. Yeah. Zodiac's amazing. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm so anytime you give me a movie, I don't watch the trailer because I don't want I want to yeah. go into it completely blind. I did just, however, see that it's Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. It's awesome. So I'm already already on board. Yeah. Already on board. Yeah. You'll love it. You'll love it. it it's it'll be one of those movies like, why didn't I already see this movie? I'm wondering, I don't even think I have this on my server. I think I have to add this. Oh. It's um it's definitely, it's got independent film vibes to it, you know? That's fine. I think some of the best movies have those vibes. Yeah. Um, and the story just takes you on a little journey. And after, <laughs> after you watch the movie, watch Jake Gyllenhaal videos of him being interviewed, at, like, on a, like his press junket for this movie. Because he, he got real nerdy about this movie. Like, I think he really loved being in this movie. Okay. All so right. to me, this good. was the movie where I was like, wow, Jake Gyllenhaal can act. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued now. I'm yeah. really intrigued. I'm and I really did this. like him in Ambulance. And I thought that he played like, I mean, he's so talented. He can play anything. Like I, I know this about him. Donnie Darko is one of my all time favorite movies. I just don't like him as a bad guy. It's really hard to, to think about the fact that. Because I'm looking at some, I'm looking at Jake Gyllenhaal's IMDb right now, and to think that he was initially the Bubble Boy. Oh my um, gosh, he was. <laughs> which happened after Donnie Darko. Um, well, he needed uh, he needed to wash Donnie Darko out of uh, out of his hair. You know, such a dark but I mean, movie. Like, like October Sky is a mm -hmm. great movie. Day After Tomorrow is fun for uh, what it is. Me, I love Day After Tomorrow. Don't you <laughs> dare shit on that movie. Um, Jarhead is a great movie. That's an intense movie. Source, End of Watch is a great movie. Prisoners is fucking fantastic. That's with Hugh know, Jackman, right? With Hugh Jackman, yeah. That movie's intense. That movie's intense, but it's great. Um, yeah, End of Watch. Nightcrawler is a great movie. I never saw South. I never saw Everest or Life or Stronger. Some of his later stuff I haven't seen yet. Stronger is the one about the Boston bombing, isn't it? Yes. He was a runner. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that. He is such a good actor, and I think I'll he's he's got like the Matt Damon curse. He's so freaking good. 
that we just expect it and we don't talk about it. I'll tell you what's another really good one that I just saw on the list and I I forgot about this one. Um and I'll I'll just throw this one out there. I won't add it to the list of movies to give you eventually because I think your love for him, you should watch it on your own. There's a movie that came out on Netflix in 2021 called The Guilty, where he is a 911 operator. Ooh. And that's all the movie is. The entire movie takes place with him answering this particular call from the help desk. He's a 911 dispatcher. Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch that. How long is it? Uh, an hour and a half. Oh, it's, I love it's a good not a long 90 movie. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a long movie. Um, he's he's like a police officer who is demoted to be a dispatcher at nine one one. I love and it. And he takes he takes a phone call from a woman who's been kidnapped. I love it. It's it's actually really good. I really liked it. Yeah. No. Well, what was it? There's one movie. There's one episode. I think it's of. I don't know if it's CSI or if it's SVU. One of them where they have a phone call from a little girl on 911 and they're trying to find her and save her mom the whole time. I just got done rewatching CSI. I can't remember, but I, it was 15 freaking seasons of episodes. So I can't remember if it's CSI or not. I don't know. Sounds if somebody like listening some- to this knows what, what I'm talking about. It's really good. Oh, nope. Never mind. I'm wrong. It was Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're just because that shows just like CSI. Just the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! They can't God. all be winners, Ben. Oh, I can't remember if it was CSI or Law and Order. Oh no! Wait, it was Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that episode is really good. <laughs> ever gotcha. Watch it. Oh my God. And now I'm even thinking maybe I'm wrong. No, I think it, who cares? <laughs> it baby matter. driver. So, yeah. So, you have Baby Driver. I have Zodiac. Uh, so, those are going to be the next movies we talk about on the next episode. I'm excited. I am too. I'm excited to, to watch Zodiac because it has, it is a movie that's been on my radar. I just haven't watched it. Yeah. And I'm excited to rewatch Baby Driver again because I just love that movie so much. I get it. So, uh, any notes before we leave? Let me get out. No. All right. <laughs> that's that's good. Gosh, Fair I wish enough. I had some. I don't. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. It's totally fine. Watch our movies. Yeah. Uh, if you don't already, uh, make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. Go to wilhelmpodcast.com to find links on everything there. If you have thoughts on any of the movies that we just covered or we're going to be covering, Feel free to leave voice, uh, leave us feedback, uh, feedback at wilhelmpodcast.com. Let us know your thoughts uh, on the movies. Other than that, I think that's it. I think that's yeah. going to be it for this episode of the movie swap. Um, uh, so with that being said, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. If you do be sure to leave us a review, uh, go whatever you're listening on. Uh, go and leave Wilhelm a review because it really helps out. Go check out our other podcast, The Revisited Podcast, which we're covering Ted Lasso at the moment. Uh, that's a, a spinoff of Wilhelm and a joint production with uh, Podcastica. Uh, but that's it. Thank you guys for listening, for subscribing. Until next time, we'll see you guys on another episode. Bye-bye. Namaste, baby. <laughs>